Can you hear me? Yep, no, I yeah. can. Oh, I've been like talking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is rough. This I didn't hear Monday a thing. <laughs> and welcome back to another brew session with Marketing Essentials. I'm your host, Jenna, and I'm joined with Jessica. Hey there. And Jess. Hello. So brew session is your chance to join us every week with your favorite brew, whether that's a cup of coffee or something stronger, as we discuss everything digital marketing. So on tap, in last week's episode, we did a deep dive into video marketing with our guest, Alex. And if you haven't had a chance yet, I really encourage you to go back and give that a listen. And for this week, with our double shot tip of the week, we're going to talk to you about making your sales process virtual during the pandemic. So what's changing right now in the market? Is this going to continue to be a norm after the pandemic? Are trade shows going away? What do we think that looks like, guys? I think a lot of things that we're seeing with clients right now is for a lot of people, you're just kind of stuck at home with your salesperson. You know, you might normally be going out and talking to prospects, meeting with people, and you know, you can't do that right now. Um, so I think the biggest thing is virtual selling, being able to talk to people through video, um, personalized emails, or social selling, which we'll talk about a little bit later, is going to be the norm for a while. And as far as trade shows going away, um, I don't think they'll completely go away, but I'm also seeing that um, places that normally have trade shows that have had to cancel are starting to see like the benefit of a virtual, a virtual trade show and not just the people that are running it, but the people that are attending it. Um, so I don't think they'll completely go away after this, but I think you're going to see a lot more virtual uh, conferences and trade shows um, having that extra option. I know for like, the um, social media marketing world, they have the physical conference or you can do the virtual ticket. And this year we did the virtual ticket. And basically what that is, we get all the talks or all the um, sessions and we can listen to them at our own pace. Um, it's a little more cost effective that way. Um, so I think you're going to start seeing some of these trade shows start to um, maybe having both options available or just sticking with one or the other. Uh, and I think we have heard clients who talked about, you know, are, are the trade shows going to go away? That might be a big way that they normally get prospects. And like Jess said, I don't think they're going to go away completely, but I think a lot of people are just going to be more conscious of, you know, do I want to go to a, a space where there's like thousands of people, you know, in a room? I think it's going to be a while before they get back to normal, or it might just be kind of different for a while, honestly. Um, and that's why right now virtual selling, like I said, and video in particular is your best friend. Video is a great way to connect with prospects, to meet new people, to set up conferences. Um, and Jess is gonna talk a little bit about ways that you could even incorporate video into your social selling efforts. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, I know a lot of salespeople are telling us that they feel stuck right now. So Jess, you mentioned the virtual selling and the video. So how does that tie into that? How can these salespeople really get out of that rut that they might feel like they're in? So um, I'm just going to take that point and kind of just 
dive into social selling um, because I feel like that kind of fits in there for, for both of those aspects. So um, social selling is a process of researching, connecting and interacting with prospects and customers on social media channels. Um, the social channel that's used the most for social selling is LinkedIn because LinkedIn is that professional um, platform. Not saying Facebook and those other ones couldn't be used, but I'll just use LinkedIn as an example. Um, so with LinkedIn, you have the benefit of using that is you can um, do a lot of the prospecting by um, doing a LinkedIn search and just finding those potential buyers. Um, you can do some research on them, basically, um, just seeing like what are they engaging in, like what kind of content are they commenting on, what are they liking. Um, you can also see what they're sharing. So by by researching this, um, you can see like what kind of content they're really interested in and this is more like the personalization, like when you go to talk to them, you actually took the time to see what they care about and having those um, talking points when you go out to reach out to them either via you know, LinkedIn messaging, um, if you happen to have their email, that gives you a little bit more of talking points. So basically how I feel like this is going to shift um, once we get back into the swing of things after um, the crisis is over is people are going to be bombarded with emails and you're gonna, you're gonna stick with the um, emails that like stick out to you, like which ones are personalized. And that's where video comes in. Um, there's a lot of free tools out there. Um, I know one that I've used before is like Vidyar Go Video. It's a free tool that you can just easily um, record yourself and um, send it via email. Like it's just, it's a link. It's nothing that embeds into the email to like slow it down. Um, so I think, you know, doing those like little surprises, like with a personalized video or just like, like I said, looking on LinkedIn and getting to know that person and like seeing exactly what they're interested in is going to be that personalization that's going to stand out from um, all the emails that people are going to start getting bombarded with once everybody gets back to normal. Yeah, and I think there are kind of two ways to do videos. Um, we've had clients kind of get see success with both. One way would be to do a kind of a pre-recorded video where maybe you address top questions that people are giving you, you show a how-to or a demonstration, or maybe even just kind of a bio video of yourself. Um, the other way to use video is a live video. So maybe you'll set up a Zoom call um, with a prospect or even a virtual happy hour, or just it's just a way to connect with people the same way you normally would just using um, video. So there's a couple ways you can do that. Yeah, and since we can't be face-to-face, -face, like, again, that's that personalization. Like, if we were just to go have, like, coffee with them or have, like, a conference meeting with them, it, you know, video is just our, our window to either um, to kind of see each other face-to-face -face and have that extra, extra personalization. And then another thing, Jess, you talked about LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a great platform to share those videos once you've created them, too, if they're applicable to, to multiple people. You can get that content out there. You can show people, hey, I'm still, I'm still here for you. I'm still working during the pandemic um, and kind of show yourself as that thought leader right now. Yeah, and that adds that, next, that extra like connection, right? Um, so there, a lot of people are kind of in a little bit of a panic mode. So like they don't want to sit down and read a bunch of text. So if you could put in anything that's helpful, um, for like, especially right now, they, they're looking for things that are going to help them right now through this. If you can put that into a video where they can make that, that connection with you, they're more they're more gonna they're gonna watch a video than they are going to read like a blog um, because it's it's shorter they can just listen to it as they work on other things um, again it's that extra extra personalization they're seeing your face it's not just a bunch of text that they have to read through and I think 
overall, just the biggest thing is just being helpful to people right now. You know, anticipate those questions or concerns that they have um, and prepare answers to them. Make sure you're, you're giving them what they need right now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Because everybody, like I said, they don't want to be sold to. They just want to know, you know, they're, they're looking for those helpful tips right now. And I think another thing, even if you aren't making the sales right now, you know, even if people's profits are down, the budgets have been cut, whatever, you can still use this time to fill that pipeline and make the connection. So later down the road, when things return to a more normal state, um, you have those, those connections already. And I think that's one really important takeaway that you guys touched on is that, like you said, filling that pipeline and getting your name in the back of people's minds because a lot of times, even if they don't have the budget to move forward with stuff right now, they are going to remember the people that were really helpful during this time. So I think it's so important to remain authentic and genuine in providing that helpful information. Yes, exactly. So like with social selling, um, you don't have to be salesy right now, like you said. Um, you can go in and actually, if you make that connection with them on LinkedIn, you can actually engage with them, like whatever, if they're, if they're posting things, um, like if they post an article or a video or anything like that, just make sure that you're engaging with them, um, either by liking or commenting is even better. Um, it, if you're in the same groups as them, you know, just making sure you're active in that group or in the LinkedIn group, and that can go for Facebook groups as well. Um, so just making sure that you're just doing very subtle ways of engaging with them. And then you're, as you're doing that, like I said, you're learning more about them. You're learning about what their, what their likes are, possibly finding out like what their needs are going to be once this is all over, um, based on what they're sharing and what they're engaging with. Yep. So up next, we are going to move into our house blend. So this is our marketing trends and updates for the week for you. So first, we're going to talk a little bit about the digital sales and marketing day that happened last Monday, April 6th. Um, and maybe one of you ladies want to jump off and talk about that. Yeah, so this was something new for us. This was kind of like just talked about social media marketing world. This was a completely um, virtual conference hosted by Impact Agency. And everyone at the agency watched a couple of sessions and we had really great takeaways. Um, one that we really liked that kind of touched on social selling and, and virtual sales process was hosted by Marcus Sheridan. Um, and he shared a couple of tips that I, I thought were really interesting about helping your business thrive um, in any economic environment. So the first one, make sure your prospects can be completing the majority of their sales process online. Is it easy for them to move through that process online? Can they find pricing on your website? Um, kind of how does your website stack up to competitors? Make sure it's really simple for people to be able to do what they need instead of having to call or come in since they probably can't come in right now. And the other thing that kind of resonated with me was he counseled people to deal with the reality that's happening right now. You know, it, it, you can't pretend that nothing is different is going on right now. You have to kind of, I guess, for lack of a better word, embrace it, um, lean into the concerns that people have. So like we said, anticipate the questions that they're going to have or the, the concerns um, and make it really easy for people to connect with you and kind of be where they are. One thing he suggested that I liked was letting people kind of set appointments and pick which salesperson um, that they want to talk to. So just kind of being there and being that resource and making it super simple for people to get in touch with you. Yeah, those are really good points. Um, I know for me, I, I, uh, went to most of the video um, sessions that they had. And the one that stood out to me was um, basically connecting during a time of crisis. And um, 
the biggest takeaways I got from that is, you know, obviously video is a big thing, especially with um, social channels. And as I said before, um, you want to be helpful, not salesy. Um, you also don't want to focus on yourself or your company. Company, You basically want to focus on what you can offer to help them right now. Um, so that's like a free webinar, or like um, just any kind of information that you feel would help the, your viewers is what you need to be putting out there um, as far as, you know, promoting. Um, and just making sure, like with video, I know a lot of people are intimidated by it, um, but just making sure that you don't have to be perfect. Um, you're going to say, I know I say um a lot. Um, so with video, you're probably going to say um or uh or things like that. You might stumble a little bit. I mean, unless you're a professional speaker, you're going to have that anyway. And the more personal you are, like being yourself, the more genuine you're going to come across and more people are going to relate to you and be more comfortable with you. And that makes it easier for you as well when you're, when you're recording videos for, um, either email or social or whatever you're doing a video for just keeping that in the back of your mind like I don't have to be perfect I don't have to be super scripty um, so just keeping that in the back of your mind as you're doing the video and getting more comfortable with it I think that, those were my biggest takeaways I think that's yeah. a great point just about adding value right now because I think we've all seen the crazy Facebook posts about you know restaurants are now selling toilet paper as part of their <laughs> Sometimes it is good to think outside the box and, and what can I do right now that's going to make people, you know, A, is going to help people and B, is going to be memorable later down the road. Yeah, and humor goes a long way, especially right now. Like, it, it's it's relaxing to laugh. Um, it takes your mind off of things. So if you're, if you're one of those personalities that likes a lot of humor, go with it, especially now because I think a lot of people relate to that and they're going to connect with you that way and it's going to be memorable. And I think now more than ever, um, it, it, this is the time to embrace the video because so many people are forced to adapt to things like Zoom calls and whatnot for work. So everyone is used to being on camera and not feeling like what they're doing is scripted. So people are used to seeing other people talk and not be perfect and not be professional. So really, now more than ever, this is like the perfect opportunity to take advantage and jump in and try video. So next, I know we had some listener submissions come through on our Instagram page. So we're going to cover a few of those now. So one that we actually had a few people <laughs> submit, um, they're asking about working from home. They said, okay, it's been a few weeks, guys. I'm going crazy. Like, what do you suggest? I'm not used to this. How do I adapt? So we just have a few quick tips that might help break this up. So the first one, I would really encourage everyone to find ways to incorporate what we're going to call social breaks. So whether this is with team members or with friends, we're really going to encourage you to schedule a virtual lunch date. You know, maybe it's every Wednesday at noon, you have a standing lunch break with your friends who don't work in the office with you. That way you feel like you're, quote unquote, getting out of the office for a little bit. Another one that we encourage is if it's nice, go work outside, go on your patio. You'd be surprised how much more invigorated you feel after working outside for a little bit. Um, a third one, I would encourage you to pencil in some walk breaks. So this is something you could incorporate into your everyday routine. So maybe it's right before you sit down to your office um, and dive into work for the day and then maybe schedule in 
right at the beginning of your lunch hour, go on a quick walk break. It can be something as quick as five to 10 minutes just around your block. But I find that personally, when I do that, I come back and feel more refreshed and you just come back at it with a different perspective and you feel like you're getting out of the house even if you're not really going that far. So little things like that can help. Another tip is to switch up where you're sitting. So, you know, it's probably been about, what, three, four weeks at this point in quarantine for a lot of people. So you might have had your established workspace, you've been there for a few weeks, and things are starting to feel a bit stale, <laughs> especially for people who are used to being in an office where they can get up and they can go work in different rooms or go into meetings in a conference room, et cetera, and now you're stuck at one desk. So maybe uh, – Try setting up an alternative workspace, whether that's at a different window or in your basement, um, where you can just move your laptop there, even if for a few hours. Sometimes it doesn't have to be the whole day. And that can help you feel like you're, again, switching up that routine instead of just getting into a rut of working from the same place every day with no interaction with any other people. Yeah, those are all really good tips. I really like the social break ones. I know like some of our teams have been doing like a virtual lunch and it's just a half an hour during our lunch break and we jump on a video. I've seen my husband and my daughter like every single day for the past three to four, four weeks. So just getting to connect with you guys and having that other outlet to just, you know, talk and, and having a little bit of fun um, really breaks up, you know, being in the house all the time. It really does feel like you're taking a break you know, going to a coffee shop and hanging out with your friends or your coworkers. Um, so I really, I really encourage that. So the second question that we received was, we want to try to do live video on Facebook, but the feed keeps getting interrupted. What should I do? So kudos to you. A lot of people are, are very intimidated by live video on Facebook because it's live. You can't really like go back and fix things. Um, so if you are doing that, um, the number one thing I can tell you to do is actually the only thing I can tell you to do to keep it from getting interrupted is to check your internet connection. Make sure you're in a spot where the Wi-Fi is really strong um, because otherwise it will cause internet connection and you're just going to get a lot of lag. You're going to get, you know, where your voice just kind of breaks up and it doesn't make an, a lot of sense. So really the only fix for that is just making sure that you're standing in a spot where the Wi-Fi is really strong. Um, and really that's, that's about the only solution that, that can fix that issue. Yep. And our last question was, I'm interested in video, but I don't really know what to talk about with my company. Do you have any tips? So we get this one quite a bit. Sometimes companies will say, well, my company's kind of boring or I don't really know what to, what to say. Well, rest assured you can make a video and you do have something interesting to talk about. Um, one thing that we suggest for our clients is part of what's called the selling seven. These are the, the kind of seven big video topics that you, any company can make. Um, so a couple of examples, cost videos, go ahead and, and talk about what your cost is. I think a lot of people are afraid to put the cost out there, but the reality is it's just, it's being more transparent. It makes it easier for people to find information. Um, that's one type of video. Um, another would be employee bios or kind of show the culture at your company. Um, that just kind of shows personality. I think these are great videos for salespeople to try to just to kind of introduce yourself to prospects. Um, and then another one that we really like to do a lot is videos that answer the same kind of five to 10, those questions that you always seem to get, um, go ahead and just answer those in video. That way you can send the link or you can use that in different channels. And those questions are already answered for your prospects. 
Those are great tips. I actually think the cool thing about those is for each of those video types you listed, those are all things that should be minimal prep work on your end as a company, honestly, for cost. Again, it's showing that transparency and that's something you really already know inside and out. So that shouldn't require a lot of upfront prep work. Again, the employee bios and culture, not a lot of prep work for that. And those answering the same five to 10 questions, you should be able to rattle those off the top of your head that you're getting asked all the time. So I think that's an easy way to look at it is, hey, let's try these videos and we don't really have to prep much. So what do we have to lose? All right. So thanks for joining us this week for another brew session with Marketing Essentials. Again, if you missed last week's episode on video marketing, go back and check it out. We had a really fun time talking with our guest, Alex. And be sure to tune in next week where we will bring you more uh, digital sales and marketing tips. So thanks, everyone. Bye. See ya.